Thank you for listening to Lone Star Community Radio. This program was broadcasted and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. Lone Star Community Radio is supported by listeners like you. Donate and sponsor today. For more information on getting involved with Lone Star Community Radio, contact us at lscrstudios at gmail.com or visit us online at www.irlonestar.com. Welcome back to another exciting episode to the show that has never left a bag of blow at the White House. Audience of one right here on Conroe's 106.1 and 104.5, IRLoneStar.com, and wherever you get your podcasts from. I am Andrew, riding alongside the man who thinks it should be illegal to wet your hot dog buns, Richard Dick Schisler. What's up, man? What's going on? Uh, nothing much. Just uh, cruising into the middle of July. It's hot. Yep. Making got, plans. Yeah, got back from your uh, White House vacation, did you? Yeah, dude. They still haven't found out. <laughs> Was that you that yeah. left that there? <laughs> Can you believe it's pretty crazy, right? Well, <laughs> how did they even find out? It's um. Is it because they had to do a report every day, and it's like someone, some journalist was like just looking at reports? And yeah, like, I think oh, it was. Man. I think it was a security detail went through, and of course, I think it's funny because you know the, the story keeps changing as to where they found this bag. Of white powdery substance. I'm surprised they even declare it. I wouldn't wouldn't well, hold anybody. That's that's part of it. No one's gonna get charged with this, man. No one's gonna get charged with this. And they keep changing the story of where it was found. First it was in the library, then it was in the West Wing. And depending on where it's at, you know, it kind of changes who the potential I say, you know, culprits again, could it's be. Like a can of worms, like why even say anything? I'm like, oh it is kind of strange, right? And it's not like this is the first time Cook's ever been at the White and House, and right? Had, it's like it's not because it, what it reminds me of is like one of those stories where it's like the Jeffrey Epstein suicide story where like, aren't there cameras there? Yeah. Yeah. Well, depending, it, some areas don't have cameras. Well, I know, secure, but I mean, like, right? so, this is the White House, though. I imagine it has a lot yeah. of tech in it. And it's you, would, you, would, like, you would assume huh. it's one of the most secure areas in the, in the United States or the world, supposedly, right? It's just funny. When I, I was actually um, out of town, I was on like a guy's trip over the, over the holiday. and Maybe it was a guy who worked at Sonic. That, I was going to make that correlation. <laughs> maybe the same guy. Pocket, like, oh, man. So careless. There is one person that knows the guy who left it, right? I mean, or can girl. You, or girl, sure. I mean, can you imagine? You know, that story breaks and you're looking through your pockets. You're like, oh, oh boy. Oh, my God. I left my oh, bag boy. of Coke in the West Wing. The sinking feeling you must have. <laughs> well, I don't think it was a bag. I think it was just residue. And whenever when someone sees white residue <clears throat> now, it's like, oh, it's anthrax. Oh, no. Yeah, I think that's part of it too, right? I think they got to check for any unknown substance. Yeah, and like if it were and a it, cop it was, show, they always got to put their finger in it. Clearly, it was Taste enough it. for someone to see it, and it's like, oh, right. that's weird. Yeah, pretty crazy though. But again, yeah. I don't think anything is going to come out of it. But anyways, but yeah, you uh, you have a good weekend and all that kind of stuff. I did, I did. Um, traveled with to to. Reno, Nevada, for a bowling trip. That was a lot of fun. That's right. Over the oh yeah, a over lot the of people of, are doing that. Oh yeah, yeah. It was over the Fourth of July holiday, which I don't recommend traveling during the Fourth of July holiday. It just makes you know. It's funny. Opposite of that, my buddy is house sitting in Brooklyn, and he had the same story where it was like on July Fourth or the third. It was a madhouse, mm-hmm. and then he's like, but on July Fourth when a he was going to two different places. It was mm-hmm. like, it was easy. No one was there. Yeah, it was kind of the same way with me. By the time the fourth rolled around, um, everything had kind of calmed down. All the celebrations were 
were yeah. over the um, over the weekend. Which brings me, I have a proclamation to make. I think all holidays should be on a Friday or Saturday. That's just too convenient. That it, wouldn't make any sense. Right, right. So, like, if it's already a, a, a holiday that the government recognizes, like Fourth of July, and gives you a day off, make that on a Friday. If it's like Halloween, no, because they need to make that Fourth on a Saturday. July has to be on the Fourth of July. No, it doesn't. It's in man. the name. No, no, it doesn't. That's unfortunate. We can call it Independence Day. Yeah, right? I mean, it really did screw up the week. It does for sure because people were popping fireworks on Friday. Saturday, Sunday, Sunday. and it's like, okay, we got it. We got it, guys. Yeah, exactly. And it really screwed everything up. And then for for holidays like Halloween, you could have on a Saturday because the worst thing when you were a kid was to come home from school and change into your freaking costume and then go out and trick-or-treat and then have to go to bed early for school the next day. It's Mm -hmm. the worst. Make it on a Saturday. Come on. All these dates are made up anyways for the majority of them, right? I know Fourth of July might be different, but that's my proclamation. No. All holidays, Fridays and Doesn't Saturdays. Matter. Of course it matters. I mean, they do it for certain holidays where it's just like, oh, we'll just do Monday off. Yeah, but that's the observed time. But again, that was the same way with Fourth of July this week. You know, most businesses were closed on Tuesday, but people were celebrating all weekend. It's like, why don't we just do it on the weekend? And then you don't have to wonder, what what day am I getting off the week? This, you know, it's Friday. It's Friday. Don't worry about well, it. Well, even or Monday. Even Montgomery County had several celebrations all weekend. Mm-hmm. Like I know Conroe had their downtown fireworks on Saturday. Right, but by the time Tuesday rolls around, everybody's just a day off. Fireworked out, man. Just a day off. But if they had followed Andrew's holiday proclamation, it would have been perfect on a Friday or Saturday. Yeah. I was at the Bowling oh, well. Alley. It was sorry about it that. Was fun. Yeah, so the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest was, again, over the 4th of July. I know we talked a little bit about that last week. You and I, I think, shared the same opinion on this thing, right? It's just disgusting. Well, I think it's gross, but I think it's great. <laughs> okay. It well, has been going on since, like, 1912 or well, something. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's, a, it's one of those things that it's a special kind of person who does who participates in those events. I suppose, I've, yeah. I've participated in eating contests, but not, like, not uh, quantity. <laughs> So, okay. Well, it's like hot. Like, can you eat? Oh, that kind the hottest of, yeah. kind yeah. of stuff or whatever. I've done that. Really? But I, you know, just the image. I mean, how many hot dogs does that guy eat? Like sixty something. Sixty-two or three. Yeah. yeah. Joey Chestnut. I'm so tired of Joey Chestnut. I like it. All his interviews are hilarious. <sighs> yeah. I think I saw one. He was with, uh, talking to Pat McAfee, who's a radio mm-hmm. personality, YouTube guy. And he was literally interviewing him, and he goes, where are you? He's like, oh, I just came out of this restaurant. I had to use their restroom. <laughs> and he's like, I didn't buy anything, so I felt really bad. <laughs> we just watched, watched a walk in the streets. Yeah, I, I imagine when you're a competitive eater, that scenario probably does arrive Oh, yeah. Uh, well, quite it depends often. on the food. Like like the hot dog <laughs> one, that's even, like, because he was talking about, I think he participates, like, in ribs. Oh, he does then, all kinds of and, stuff, And, like, right? chicken wings, and then uh, there's a couple other ones. But Yeah, I'm tired of him, because he's one, like, like 16 out of the last 17 at this point it's like really we all know that you're you're just better at this than everybody else can you kind of And that's step why to I argued side? about wedding the yeah. bun like I they should have two competitions one with the wedding the bun and one without cuz I wonder <laughs> dry buns what, and wet buns contest well, it's like what's the the difference you know like well the number would just come down but yeah. it'd be like an even playing field I guess right if everybody's doing it everybody can it'd be like you know steroids in the olympics or sports they take themselves way too seriously. I like it though. I mean, that's, if you're good at it, nope. I guess. So, so I was in the actual the the uh, lobby of the hotel I was staying at uh, over the fourth, and I saw this thirty for thirty was on 
with uh, Joey Chestnut. Yeah, I mean, and he's they they show footage of him training. Yeah, and he's got like these weights that are hanging from his neck or his jaw, and he's working out his I neck mean, and everything. Do you think they're athletes? Because that's the that's the the point of contention is these guys are athletes. Do you think they're athletes? Yeah, sure. I mean, they train. They showed him training. Sure. I mean, there's. I think when you when you open open the door for like is are chess masters athletes? It's like well, maybe they're good at it, but then again, it's like I don't really care. Yeah, I don't either. I think I don't watch it. I really. would consider them athletes because they're talented, but then that kind of crosses over to like artists. Well, they're talented. Are they considered? Yeah, and and if you see, and he's some, training for it too. He is. So. He is. And I've seen some of them. They'll like pick up their shirt and they got like six pack abs. I don't doubt it. Like, what? There's very few, you know, token big fat dudes in there that are doing this. They're actually usually fairly skinny guys. Yeah. And the women's competition, same thing. It's this little petite girl that usually wins it every year. But again, I'm tired of seeing him. I think the best storyline is a 15 year old one when you know Kobayashi, who really brought that, I guess, into modern. Uh, fame that that Nathan's hot dog eating contest. He was banned. I don't know if you remember or even no. remember the story. So, uh, back in two thousand six, I think it was five, four, five, six. He was winning all the competitions. He was the big the big dog, and um, he got into some sort of spat with Major League Eating. <laughs> yes, that's a thing. <laughs> Basically, they wanted to control everything that the competitive eaters were doing, that they could only go and compete in sanctioned MLE events. Yeah, and typical. they wanted 20% of their earnings, all this stuff. And, you know, Kobayashi was like, no, I want to be able to go out and make a living doing other things. So he just said, I'm done with you. I'm not going to compete in, you know, major league eating competitions. Well, at that time, he had won like five or six straight. And he was, you know, the big guy wetting the buns and everybody. He was on ESPN at that time. Well, he showed up in 2007 just thinking, eh, you know, I'm four or five time Raining champ, they'll let me in on here. And he went up on stage, and they arrested him right there on TV during the competition. I do remember that. And I'm like, well, that's the coolest story, I think, <laughs> to come out of this thing in 15 I mean, years. I wouldn't be really happy getting arrested for, you know, <laughs> doing that kind of stuff. Well, and this year's event was almost uh, rained out. And I heard, again, I don't watch it because I find it really disgusting. I heard that Joey Chestnut basically got up there and gave this real impassioned speech about we've got to do this and blah, blah, blah. I'm thinking, well, yeah, you need an extra 10K in your pocket because you know you're going to win. Tired of that guy. But, yeah. Tired of it. Fourth him. of July. Yeah. Cool. So, last week you teased that you were going to the DMV. Yeah. How was that? It's Tell me totally about your different. DMV It's totally experience. different. It, it uh, was the easiest thing I've ever been part of, and I was shocked. Yeah? What were you shocked at? Well, because... Uh, so to let everyone know, I lost my wallet the first time in like 20 years. Mm -hmm. And I was like, how do I get my ID? And of course I went, I had to log in and all my stuff for the Texas Department of Transportation. I log in and it says, oh, I was like, oh, I can just reorder it, right? Mm -hmm. Well, no, you have to have your DD number. And if you don't know what a DD number is, at the bottom of your ID, there's like a 26 or 18 digit code that's unique to your ID. And unfortunately for me, I literally just renewed my license for 2023, mm -hmm. and I did not take a picture of it or scan it. I had my old license scanned, but I did not have my new license scanned, so I had to go into the DMV to get my ID. With and, all the common people. Well, I mean, I was just kind of like, <laughs> gosh darn it, as long as I had that little DD number, I would have been fine. Yep. But uh, unfortunately for me, I had to go. And it was the easiest thing. You make a 
schedule appointment. I showed up like 15, 20 minutes early, checked mm-hmm. in. They saw me within 10 minutes. I did what I did like is this reminds me of a lot of the new new tech going into the world, like and the old way of doing it. Because while I was there, an older gentleman who couldn't really hear well just walked in thinking he could just mm-hmm. get his ID. Sure. As and, most people would. Yeah. Because that's like, the way I did it for 60 well, years. Oh, yeah. That's, it was, it literally was right after me. And I was like, oh, this poor guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Probably doesn't even have a phone. Internet? What are you talking yeah, internet? No, I need a driver's license. Yeah. And the lady was really nice about it. And she <laughs> set up an appointment. And what I've learned is if you don't set up an appointment and you just show up, it could go either way. Like, oh, mm-hmm. we can see you in an hour. Right. Or you're literally, we'll make an appointment, see you next Tuesday. Sure. See that you next was, Tuesday. Well, that was the unfortunate Oof. thing. When I made my Continue. appointment, the, the nearest appointment was like in seven days. Oh, man. Yeah. So I was like, oh, man, I'm going to be without an ID for and seven And you days. had the odd thing of you had to get your vehicle registered, right, yeah, as well, which to, you can't I, do yeah. without a license, apparently, which I don't know if you need your well, license no, what, or not. What but. happened was, and I've learned this, it's like I was trying to do it online, and I was late by mm-hmm. like two days. Right. So I had to go, I had to physically go in and Mm -hmm. when you physically go in, which I don't understand why you can't, I don't know if you can do it even when it's not expired. I had that happen once. Because if you miss the date, you you have to go to the courthouse or the DMV. You have to go to the tax office. office, But they print out everything for you right then and there. You don't have to wait. And they have a schedule, so it's really easy to do it. But yeah, you have to have your ID for it. And I even asked the DMV person, I was like, is this, is this good to go anywhere? Like, could I go to the tax office and use this paper ID? Mm-hmm. And uh, and she's like, yeah, it should. And I'm like, it should? Like, am <laughs> I going to be wasting my time? But yeah, it was, I would overall, I think everyone, it was so much more, it's so easy yeah. compared to... And so you had to get your car inspected first yeah. before, and they didn't mind the hot pockets in the trunk. That all went through. No. You're good? Yeah. No, it's, it's, I had to like physically walk over there when, yeah. I, have, when I have time, but... Well, were you aware that Governor Abbott... Uh, last month signed into law, no more vehicle inspections. At all? At all. So what do you do? And I'm like, well, you just pay a $7.50 thing, and then it goes into the registry, and you go and get your car registered. But no more vehicle inspections. And I thought, that's, I don't know how I feel about it, to be honest with you, but I thought, well, that's kind of a pain in the butt to go do it, so this is good. So I started reading on. You still have to do something. You still have to pay that $100. No, no, you still pay your registration, but you don't have to get the vehicle inspected beforehand. You just pay a fee, Every which is which is the same price. I think it's $7.50. You pay it. It goes to the state, and they say, yep, your vehicle's good to go. No, because you your it. registration fee is like $80. That's registration. I'm talking about inspection. It's, this is like a bypass the inspection by paying $7.50 fee. Okay, so you're, you're still paying you're probably still paying, roughly $100. But you don't actually have to go and get it inspected. And I thought, well, this is great, but it doesn't apply to everybody. Well, the- you got to be kidding me. It's... Everyone in Texas except for the following 17 counties. Montgomery Brazoria, Collin, Dallas, Denton, Ellis, El Paso, Fort Bend, Galveston, Harris, Johnson, Kaufman, Parker, Rockwall, Tarrant, Travis, Hamilton, and Montgomery. <laughs> oh, come on, Montgomery. Snap yeah. to it. So we still got to go here. We're registered in Montgomery County, so we still have to go and get our cars inspected. But when I saw that, I thought... Oh man, you just missed this. Well, no. Well, I remember it didn't, a while didn't back. A while back, there was a. Well, I was trying to get my car inspected in Abilene, and the guy was like, "Oh, you're registered in Harris." And I was like, "Okay." Yeah. So and you got to go to Harris County. You got to go to yeah. Harris. Yeah, he's like, apparently Harris County has a different type of inspection than they do in Abilene. So, mm. and it's Weird. more expensive. I know that. Weird. 
But uh, yeah, the DMV very easy. Make an appointment. It was, I mean, especially out here in Conroe, no one was really here. So right. I walked in and there was only like two right. people in line. I was like, perfect. It's a Friday. Yeah, I guess on a holiday, everybody's gone at that point. So, the last thing they want to be doing is sitting at a DMV. So yeah, but. DMV, way to go. I'm I'm glad they're updating their tech, but I feel bad for the people left behind. Right. And it, well, it really does. Like, there's certain things in this world, and you have a story coming up in which we can kind of talk a little bit about. It's how like no one's taking cash anymore. Mm-hmm. And it, like it reminds me of that kind of hard break transition in society. You're like, wait a second, like no cash, no change, nothing. Mm-hmm. Nope. By the way, I have no idea what story you're talking about, but okay, I'm well, sure we'll cover we were, it at some point. Well, we were talking about, uh, you sent me a story about the late people who found out a million pennies. Oh, yeah, that is, okay, yes. And yes, so it's that. like Sorry. they have nowhere, like, can you go to Coinstar? Coming up after the break. Yeah. Well, no, it just got, you know, it got me thinking about it. I had no it. idea what story you were referring to. Oh, no, to. I read what you sent me. No, 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 uh, I understand. I just, I didn't put two and two together. But no, it's it's just one of those things. Like, I would love if anyone, if a listener has a story about when, you know, society just changed all of a sudden, you're like, wait a second, what? Yep. Because I was, I was a little nervous because I haven't been the DMV, of, I don't know, six years, and I was. Just, Send us your Me Too story. I filled out the form before I went in, and the lady really appreciated that, and then everything was good to go. I was. That's I, awesome. The only man. thing I didn't like is that they do my fingerprints, and I was like, I thought I already did this. What's going on? Yeah, right for the incident. Well, I was just a little <laughs> weirded out by it, and I had to take a picture again. I didn't know that was going to happen. Oh, you got an updated one. So it was weird forever and ever. I had a picture on my debit card of me when I was 19 years old, all the way into my 30s, and I'm wearing like a puka shell necklace from the 90s. And then it's oh, <laughs> always so cool. funny. Oh, you're Dick, so I was cool. the coolest. Actually, it wasn't puka shell; it was a little choker. But, anyways, I love it when Aww. Texas cities make news. You know, Kyle was trying to make news yeah. a few weeks ago with the largest gathering of people named Kyle. Well, this apparently looks like a North Central. Texas city of North Richland Hills has made news and they made news over the 4th of July because they had the largest display of drones in a, I guess it's not really a fireworks display, but in a, in a gathering. And so I clicked on this, this link and it has a video and I, I want you to show the, the listeners, show the listeners. I don't even know if that makes sense. This video of the drones. All right, let me see if I can pull it up. And it's really, really fascinating because these drones are all coordinated. Oh, it's right here. All right, in, yeah, um, yes, you know, I'm looking at it on your computer right there. They're all coordinated into a, um, basically what amounts to a fireworks show without explosions and fire and smoke. And it's really, really good. Um, and I, I think considering all of the fire <laughs> problems that we've had, through Fourth of July um, celebrations, this is probably a safer, much safer way to. Oh, well, they're combining them there, but it's really, really neat. And apparently, this has been done, but this was the largest gathering of drones. Each one of those are drones that have hundreds of LED lights on them, and they're forming all kinds of Fourth uh, of July celebratory images in the sky. And it's really cool. Yeah, it looks really cool. Yeah, I would like to see that. I've never seen anything like that. Have you? No. That means I have to go outside. That's <laughs> true. True. It said they used uh, 1,000 and true sky elements. Fort Worth-based sky elements used 1,002 drones with LEDs to light up the sky. Pretty cool, man. I got to admit, I, I had never seen anything like that before. Have we really been recording for 20 minutes? Yeah. Dang. I yeah, man. Why? Time loss. You know, All right, well. Abducted. You ready for some heavy talk then? Yeah. All right, onesie, strap in. <laughs> Yeah, heavy talk. Let's go. I like it. All right. Oh, I'm waiting man. for it. Drop the hammer. Let's go. 
I don't know how heavy this is going to be now. I really pumped it up, and now it's just yeah. going to be regular talk. <laughs> Are you a... Uh, no, no. Let's go to this one first. This one's a little heavier. Have you ever suffered through the the annoying beep from like a fire, a smoke detector yeah. when the battery goes out? Yeah. But I replace them. Do you, do you don't ride it out for like a couple of days or a week? No. Man, I, I have to admit, as annoying as, an, as annoying as it is, I have been known to ride that thing out a few days before. Well, it also requires a 9-volt battery, and a lot of people do not carry extra 9-volt batteries. Yeah, as a kid, did you ever lick a 9-volt battery? No. No, I bet you did. Come oh. on, be truthful. You licked a 9-volt battery before, didn't you, Dick? Oh, okay. Yeah, they, it, yeah exactly. Don't, you don't always I don't, have I don't one. go around licking things. Is that what you did in elementary school? It's I, like, licked one right, lick one I licked one right before the show, man. We do need to get some smelling salts. Let's get amped up. No, I have. I have to admit that I've... I've um, ridden out that uh, that beeping before and it and probably because i didn't have the battery but also because a lot saying, of times a lot you got to get up on a ladder or whatever and check it and it's, it's so annoying and i don't know if you've ever seen videos online like people are recording something and you'll hear in the background beep, beep, like, would you, if you're going to record a video and post i think it's great i think it's great Oh, man. Well, this is a story that's similar. Uh, there was an annoyed janitor, apparently, who was hearing the sounds of a refrigerator or freezer that had a malfunction. Okay, um, at uh, the workplace. Yes, at the workplace. I, yeah, I suppose it was at a workplace. Um, this is a laboratory, actually, and there was a refrigerator there that uh, was malfunctioning, and so it had an alarm going off on it. <laughs> and he was annoyed by this, so he uh, attempted to flip a switch to kill the noise, but... It shut the entire freezer off. So he was successful in killing that noise. Yeah. Problem was, this was at a laboratory where there was over a million dollars worth of specimens that were being preserved. <laughs> All because that stupid alarm was going off. My bad. Yeah. Whoops. It says the uh, super cold freezer uh, that the custodial worker allegedly shut down held cell cultures, samples, and other elements stored at minus 112 degrees Fahrenheit. Whoops, I hate to miss that one. Apparently they had put a sign on there that said, do not turn off or something like that. This is just, this is, there's important stuff in here, and he just went right around that. Well, I'm going to fix this. So is, do you think the guy's at fault? Or is this yeah, like... Yeah, 100%. Well, I mean, to, to me, this seems like a normal thing to do. Right, like no. if I hear a noise and I'm a janitor, I'm like, I can't stand this noise. I got to go turn Put this thing on. Put headphones on, dude. I, well, yeah, it's, but sometimes well, those I, things are loud enough. I you can feel hear them like headphones. when you are working, like it's like someone coming in the studio and turning off the computer. It's like, oh, this is beeping. I don't like it. It's like yeah, that's not your place to touch our equipment. So apparently, so, yeah, he should be fired. So this this happened. And sued. Nah, I think and arrested. No, nah, I think this guy did everybody force a force fed seventy hot dogs. <laughs> Uh, I think this guy did everybody a favor. Apparently, this happened during uh, COVID. And I guess at that time, um, the repairs were obviously taking a lot longer. So they just put a sign up there that said, you know, here's how here's how to suppress the alarm. But, you know, don't don't right. unplug it yeah. or whatever. Um, whoops. Apparently, the repair was going to take up to two years or a year and a half to get the parts or whatever at that time to repair. So they just let it ride. Just let that beep and go. How freaking annoying. Yeah, it reminds me when we first started the radio station, uh, there was, for emergency broadcast purposes, they give you these EAS units, and they receive the message from the national weather, whatever it is, mm -hmm. and when the guy installed it, he forgot to target it, 
meaning like we only need messages in this area. So for like two years, we were getting emergency signals from all across like the East Coast. Mm. And it'd just be beep, beep. This over is a air- message. Oh. This is a message. No, it wasn't over the airways. It was just in the server room. Oh, okay. And it was just <laughs> so loud. And I was right. just like, cheer. Like you could hear it when you're on the air. And it was, it, I got to the point where we, I reached out to the guy. I was like, hey, I, we're getting messages for like North Carolina. See, you were doing essentially what and, the janitor was doing. And I was like, turning off the noise. No, I didn't, I didn't want to turn off because I knew that's like, that, like if you turn that off, you get in trouble from mm. the FCC. I was like, why are we getting messages? It's not going over the air, but we're getting messages like, oh, uh, I forgot to turn that off. Whoops. And I go, well, can you come to, he's in Oklahoma. He's like, no, I'm not flying down there to turn that off. I'm like, well, can you show me or tell me or, t- you know, no, you're not authorized to do that. I'm like, so I'm literally going to have to hear 10 messages a day about how the East Coast of the United States is faring with weather. <laughs> oh, that is annoying. But, you know, I, I got to thinking about this this story. This is in a laboratory full of very highly educated scientists, and they couldn't figure out how to fix the freezer <laughs> or turn well, off the noise. Things, I mean, that kind of job is... Specific skill set, huh? Like I, I'm you might try- be able to cure cancer, I'm but you're not fix, an HVAC guy. Uh, I'm trying to fix our ice maker, and it's like the most perplexing thing. I've ordered all the new parts. See, step one, at least. Well, I guess they couldn't order parts because it was going to take a while. And but. I was just sitting there like, what is going on here? And so my last deduction is I have to clear some lines, and I'm like, I don't know if I'm qualified for that. So <laughs> Clear some lines? Yeah, water is lines. Is this related to the, the White House story? Oh, water lines. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, well, that can't be that hard. I, that's what I think. Take a deep so breath. So far, just... it's taken me like two weeks to figure this all out. So uh, if you're a refrigerator guy and an ice maker guy, contact us at audience so at in the meantime, at gmail.com. In the meantime, you, you have no ice? Yeah, that's fine. That's just a backup ice maker. Okay, well, it's not too I bad. I live that lifestyle. <laughs> yes, Dick has backup ice makers. Yeah. <laughs> that's, how, that's how I roll. Are you a, uh, are you a tennis fan? Because Wimbledon is going no. on right now. No, I thought maybe for sure you would be I a mean, tennis guy. I, I mean, if it's on, I'll watch it, but I'm not going to, like, follow it. The only thing I really followed was that one character who, like, refuses to get the vaccine. And Oh, right, yeah. I, but what, the funny thing, if I remember correctly, he actually, like, traveled to these countries. And, like, you're not coming in. It's like, did you not know this was going to happen? Yeah, he did. He knew. spent all this time. Yeah, he was trying it, to fight it. Well, I know, but it's just funny. It's like, I'm going to go to Australia, which is, like, one of the most outspoken covid reaction places in the world and it's like you knew you weren't gonna get it right like <laughs> i think he actually faced some charges too for well, like he entry into the country like he arrived country. and then i think he did it in france he did it somewhere else like uh, he's just got not getting the emails or something like this yeah. guy's like number one in the world and he's not getting the emails yeah i think he knew what he was doing well wimbledon is going on right now and it's probably the most hoity-toity if you will of all the the, the tennis events right in terms I guess, of because uh, it's old yeah it's old yeah. and all the traditions and you know they have to wear it. white and it's played on grass and i like it it's yeah cool. no it's cool and i when i was younger i used to i used to watch t- i used to play tennis but i also used to watch it um back when you know the americans actually had some people that were pretty good pete Sant- sampras well, Andre, yeah, I guess the williams sisters but, they were pretty dominant right back then too sure but i mean i guess one of them played up until just a few years ago no i think i saw one play the other day they might still be playing doubles I don't know. I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't either. follow it. Yeah, well, okay, and that's fine. But this story did catch my eye because Wimbledon officials are cracking down on couples uh, who are using, apparently, well, let me step back. Wimbledon has recently provided a quiet room for fans. This is not for, for actual players. This is for 
fans, and I guess it can be used for meditation, for prayer. Again, I weird. yeah, it is very weird. But they're cracking down because people have been going into the that room and and getting it on, yeah, and handling up on their business like that's with one their of your partners. Places. Yeah, right. This is yeah, kind of uh, dovetails on the uh, conversation I had Privacy about or right about uh, changing rooms, and you know, is that considered private? And if it is, pff, what's off limits? Well, apparently, these people are going into the, the prayer are, room in Wimbledon. So gross they really it. are gross. Well, I, I, what's interesting to me about that is, like, especially Wimbledon, you it's like a once in a lifetime to go there, and then it's like, hey, let's go knock one out. Right? It is kind of odd. I think right in the middle of, of a tennis match. Hey, honey. Guess what? So Sally Bolton, the chief executive of the All England Lawn Tennis Club, has said this is a really important space. So we will be retaining it and we'll be making sure that people are using it the right way. (laughs) But I'm wondering how, you know, this news of uh, inappropriate behavior even got out. Because, I mean, if you're going in there, you're doing it in private. No, it's it's the day of social media, man. Like, someone probably went in there and was like, oh, gross, it's all sticky. And then they, like, took pictures and they went on Instagram or whatever. And it's like, can you believe they're allowing this? Yeah, it said that the couples were leaving with big grins on their faces when they walked yeah. out of the room. So it was like, hee, look what we just did. All right. <laughs> oh, man. You remember a few weeks ago we had a story where this guy had um, had been getting pay? For a job he hadn't done in, I don't know, X number of well, years. He's disabled. Because he was disabled. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I and, and this is another story that's similar to this. Um, and I understand that in England they have, or Europe, they have much looser labor laws than we have here in the United States. But I think this one's kind of pushing it. At least in the story we had previous, the guy was, you know, disabled and no, had some sort of incident I, that we weren't well, no, sure of at work that caused him to I get paid. If I remember correctly, he right. was complaining because he never got a pay raise. Correct. He had Even got, though the IBM goes, hey man, we'll pay you for the next 20 years, but your pay is staying. No, it's t- until retirement. Yeah. So it could have been 20 years. Well, this is kind of along the same lines, except this is a teacher who was, um, <laughs> she was fired, which fired is going to be a real loose term because she had skipped work for 20 years. <laughs> she was absent for 20 of her first 24 years. Okay, man. Look, at that point, I don't even blame her. I blame the system. She's just she's just milking it. And I'm thinking, how the heck could a teacher have been gone for 20 of her first 24 uh, years? But apparently she was maxing out vacations, sick pay, leaves of absence, all kinds of things. Until it ran out, and then she would spend a little bit of time in the classroom. And apparently, while she was in the classroom, students complained about her about how absolutely terrible she was, uninvolved, on her phone, not interested. I'm like, well, yeah, she's just putting in some time so she can get some more leave. But she was gone for 20 years, man. I don't know. How does this happen? That seems unbelievable to me. So I think I think your story's fake. No, this ain't fake, man. This is from Business Insider. You ever read Business Insider? No. Oh man, they have some. They have some weird stuff. That's where I got this from. All right. Well, last story before the 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 break. Have you ever been to like a um, like a themed restaurant before, like uh, a medieval times or something? Yeah, I've been to medieval yeah, times. I've yeah, I've never been. How is it? It's it's pretty incredible. Okay. For how like different it is to compared to other restaurants. Because mm-hmm. what I what I enjoy about it is like they literally everyone's sitting at a table facing the ring. And everyone's kind of eating the same food. Yeah. And it really does bring you back where you think like you're at the the Great Hall and you're just sitting there. Everyone's, is there no silverware? You got to eat with your hands. No silverware. Ah, oh, boo. 
But yeah, it's it's, it's pretty cool. It's neat. It's pretty expensive though, from what I hear, because you're paying for well, I mean, you're pro- everything. I think it's, it was like a hundred and something dollars a person. Yeah, that's expensive. Nick. But you're also paying for the, the show, show and the food, and right. you get like a five course meal. Right. Does it smell so, like? Does it smell like mar- uh, <laughs> manure, manure in there? Sorry, manure. Yeah, in there? I mean, it's, you're in a ring, man. It depends on how close you are to the actual. Oh, doesn't sound too appetizing. No, it's fun. I liked it. I was like, I was cool. like, this is kind of different. I, w- I would like to go actually. I, the only themed restaurant I think that I've ever been to. Um, it's like Rainforest Cafe. Oh, yeah, with <laughs> yeah. the waterfalls and stuff. Well, yeah, and I got a lot of, like, animatronic gorillas <laughs> and monkeys and stuff. And if you think about it, it's kind of stupid. Oh, yeah. Because you're sitting there just trying to eat your, you know, slam back your your, your hamburger well, and your molten lava cake, and there's these gorillas jumping around. No, they're, it's, <laughs> it's funny. So I was reading recently, the guys who uh, do South Park, they bought Casa... Matt Parker, ba- Trey Stone. They bought this theme restaurant in Denver. I think it was Denver. It's called, like, Casa mm-hmm. Bonita. Mm. And it's a that's house beautiful, by the way. And it's a so bilingual place where they have like cliff divers and <laughs> treasure rooms and all this kind of. And it's a you Mexican have to, like, restaurant. Eat while you're diving off, I, the cliff? I don't really know, but they poured like millions of dollars to. Re- oh no! Because they basically said it was a childhood Dream. favorite of theirs. Yeah. And when they heard that the COVID knocked it out or whatever, we must save it. We must save it. And they put in like, I think they even made fun of themselves because, like, yeah, we put in like $10 million. Yeah, that, that sounds like something they would do. But uh, you should check it out. Because at first I thought it was supposed to be like a Six Flags. Mm-hmm. But no, it's like, it's just a restaurant that has cliff divers and, and you know, just performers. I think they said like they employed like 60 plus people that aren't servers or chefs that are like entertainers. Wow. Sounds like a business model that's failed to doom. Well, I think this one may actually top that. I think you want to show this picture, please. This is a bizarre restaurant in Thailand that has people sitting inside of a koi pond. This is the most disturbing thing I've ever seen. So if you're not watching and you're just listening, there is a restaurant that has, it appears to be maybe a foot foot and a half of water wow. on the ground. So they go on your and the feet and right. stuff. And the, the actual fish are swimming around and the tables are inside of this this pond. And you eat while the fish, I guess, presumably nibble upon your feet. I guess you come out with great skin on your feet. But That's how crazy. disgusting is that? Would you do that? Would you go to a restaurant like that? No. I don't think I could either, man. But I would definitely do it to you. Where it's like, oh, get a gift card to there. Happy yeah, birthday. Something like that, where you're just kind of like, oh, yeah, guys, I want to treat us all to dinner. Like, where are we going? We're going to the Koi Pond place. And it's like, what is that? Oh, I guess you, in theory, you could just reach down and grab dinner, too. That's nasty, I've been to a man. place like that. Can you imagine the stink? Wait, you've been to a place like what? Where, like, you grab your meal. Oh, you, you grab it out front, and no. then that's like Red Lobster, dude. That doesn't count where you put the, <laughs> grab I'm the crab at the saying, entrance. I've, I've done it. Oh, man. All right, Dick, let's take a break. When we come back, there will be penny stories, multiple penny stories. I like it. Yeah, of course. You're listening to Audience of One. We're taking our break. We'll be right back. Hey, listener. We really appreciate you checking out today's episode. Uh, Just want to remind you guys, we are on all sorts of cool things you can subscribe to. We got YouTube. We got podcasts on Spotify and Apple. We also have our Facebook, all that kind of stuff. Audience of One Show with Andrew and Dick. We'd really like you guys to like, subscribe, all that cool stuff. That way we can keep on making content and seeing if people are actually listening. Because a lot of times we are talking to ourselves with an audience of one. Yeah. Is that internet? Is that stuff you were referring to? Is that on the internet? It's the www. Okay. I've heard of that before. Yeah. So it's a cool place. We want you guys to like, subscribe. 
and uh, send us messages. We always love reading messages on Facebook. We got our uh, Gmail. It's audience of one show at mm-hmm. gmail.com. And then no, I no. think that's the only way I really pay attention. So don't, you know, don't, uh, you know, find me on LinkedIn or something. I don't, I don't, yeah, you're not on LinkedIn. Yeah. So we're not on LinkedIn. We are no. not on LinkedIn, guys. No. All right. Welcome back to Audience of One. Onesies. Hanging out in the studio. Recording the show. We're here every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Right after my morning show, Mornings of Lone Star. So make sure to subscribe to our podcast. If you haven't already, we're on Facebook and YouTube, Lone Star Community Radio. We do accept donations. We are, the station is a nonprofit. We're looking for sponsors for Audience of One. So if you want to get your business out there, it's a great opportunity to get a tax write-off, but also support community radio and television. Uh, yeah, there. I have to say that every time. Oh, of course. People need to know that. I need to get paid, dude. Dave? Well, dude, not only that, we are also on podcast. So I said that. Did you? Yeah, so subscribe thought, to our podcast. Oh, man. Well, Apple, Stitcher, iHeart, all that Spotify, cool, all cool. that stuff. Yeah. That was a, my a bad, dude. cool I'm, first segment. I'm not real listening, really listening to you. My apologies. You know, you know we... Um, <laughs> I want to throw a curveball to you, and I oh, want to get no. I want to get the onesies, you know, and now our comments about this. So, you know, I told the onesies a couple of weeks ago, or like a month ago. I got I'm getting a divorce, right? Yes, and you did bring that to air. I, I and so I, it's very interesting process. But one thing I wanted to get your input on is it's funny to me with social media. It's like now I'm in that time period where i'm getting reminded of all these memories <laughs> and like my phone even does it hey remember back then Re- when you guys did this together yeah, and it like it's it so wonderful and then i was like you know i'm trying to learn how to use instagram and all that kind of stuff for the station and you do these reels or you do these things and it tells you who watched it mm. and so like i'm getting all these photos of my ex-wife and then i'm getting like her mom seeing all my stuff i can see that and I was just sitting there going, like, is there, like, a delete button that I don't have to delete my account? Mm-hmm. But somehow it just purges everything magically that has to remind right. me of the ex-wife or the family. Because I was – it was interesting because I was getting comments by, like, their aunt – my like, her aunts and uncles. Right. And I'm like, do they know? Do they know? Yeah, I wonder and if they I, even know. I was know. like – because I was, I was close with them and uh, – and that is an interesting question. It, no, it's re- like, and she only talks to them once a year. They every- may not even know. Yeah, and I was <laughs> That's like, so awkward. And I like them. And it was really funny. It's gonna I was- be really weird when you post a picture with you, some uh, another uh, woman yeah. or something. They're gonna it's go, like, Richard. What, what are you doing? And I'm sitting there going like, <laughs> and then of course uh, my ex-wife is like ghosted. You know, it's like wants nothing to do with me. So I'm sitting there going like, it's kind of way it works usually. How do I manage this? Like, do you just, do you delete? Like, I was like, do I just get a new phone? <laughs> no, do that, I, doesn't, I, that doesn't cover or, it either. I don't know. I think I'm not the right person to ask because I don't do a ton of social media and yeah. I don't I don't have Unfortunately, any I of do. that I stuff. Mean, I like I'm sure it. there's a way to I go like in there. I like it, but it's like, oh my God. Like, well, <clears throat> it got me thinking because I was talking to a girl the other day. And, yeah, you were. And I, was, I made a comment about uh, she's on her phone and some guy just took her phone. And I was like, you just let anyone take your phone? You know he's just looking at your pictures. And she's like, oh gosh, you're right. <laughs> Did that and, never cross her mind? Yeah, I, yeah. and I was like, I was just making a joke. Right. But then I realized, oh, if she took my phone, all she would see is this other woman. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, man, I got to delete those photos. Because I remember when I first started dating my ex-wife, she made a lot of comments about the pictures. I, I like to do photography. And she's like, can you just delete those photos? <laughs> I was like, move them to another folder. 
Well, not even that. I was like, no, they, you know, I went out and we went on a trip. Good, big deal. We went to the Redwoods. Of course, I'm going to take my camera. Of course. And it's like, well, you have pictures with her. I'm like, she was there. <laughs> like, what do you want me to do? Like, right. And I, what, there weren't even like pictures of like us hanging out. It was like, I did. I wanted her to stand by a tree so I could do this cool shot to right. give perspective. Right. So, but it got me thinking. I was like, man, this is such a dangerous game to be playing when mm-hmm. you're trying to like talk to. To do the new the new interests. That's why you need to do uh, Cyberdust. What was that old uh, app that Mark Cuban was trying to pitch years ago? Cyberdust. You take a picture and it lasts ten seconds or something, and then it, and then it poof, disappears. No, it's supposed to actually disappear from their servers and everything, never to be seen again. But especially but. like the psychological problems people would face, like especially just like if you had like a. A dead one, like someone died in your family, and you're getting mm-hmm. these reminders. Right? Oh yeah, and that I'm happens. Because like, it's been it's it's been kind of like one year ago. Look at how full of life this person yeah. was. Yeah, and it's like, and what what got me the other day was it did this highlight. You know, f- f- your iPhone does these highlights, and you're like, oh, that's cool. And then it's like, oh, that was the before time. And I'm like, do I really have to go through all my photos and delete all these photos? What it sounds like, man. So I, well, I'm I, sorry that you're having to relive your past through social well, media. Well, no, it's reminders. funny. It's just like I'm. I'm surprised there isn't some function that like you say delete this person from your life. Yeah, I'm surprised. Um, especially with facial recognition, you could have something scan all your photos and and recognize photos yeah. that, that match this person. You say remove. I suppose, yeah. That's a that's an opportunity. It's a business opportunity. I mean, there right probably there. is. I just don't know it. And uh, but yeah, I wanted to I wanted to get the onesies input on that because it's, it's kind of a constant joke. Because mm-hmm. well, like another funny one was we had a birthday party not too long ago, and we a while back we got my mother like one of these frames that has like a it's basically a slideshow, mm-hmm. and you can upload it from any phone. So I have five brothers and sisters that are all around with the kids. So. If I take a photo, I can upload it to her picture frame, you know, and so oh, cool. she can see like updated photos. That's well, nice. Well, we're sitting there, you know, eating barbecue, and all these photos of my ex-wife showed up, and my sister's <sighs> like, "We should probably delete those, Mom." Yeah, yeah, you probably need. And to. she goes, "I don't know how to." Oh yeah, no, you're gonna have to do it for her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was laughing. I was like, "Can you imagine my my mother just sitting there and just seeing all these?" Well, what you should have done is really played it up so when the pictures start. Popping up, you just start sniffling <laughs> and then burst uh, uncontrollably into tears. Well, I told, <laughs> Remove the pictures, uh, please. I was, it's so funny to me. And I, I, I told what you. What are you doing to I me? I told you the joke when I told my family. Uh, you probably didn't. Tell it again. So we're. this is another birthday party. I have I have 17 nieces and nephews. That's what and, happens when you're the youngest of six. And so we, we have a lot of parties and we all live in the Houston area. And so we're hanging out and one of them's like, I think I was going up here to record mm-hmm. uh, audience of one. And they're like, "Oh, where's Holly?" <laughs> and I, just, I as I was le- <gasps> yeah, just... as I was leaving, I go, "Oh yeah, you probably won't be seeing her anymore. I'll see you guys later." <laughs> right. Leaving it open ended. Yeah, it's like, is that, is it, she did, did he murder? Her? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was. Oh yeah, by the way, you'll never see her again. Bye bye. Bye bye. That is a that is a weird yeah. My mom texts me. She's like, "Why would you do that?" <laughs> Because it's more fun to do yeah, it that way. Was, she's like, she's like, now they're all asking questions. And, right now, you have to deal with the aftermath. Yeah, I don't have to deal with anything. But uh, but yeah, I just wanted to start this segment just asking because I was thinking the other day. I was like, there's got to be some people have to go through this stuff every day, and especially like if you like someone died or something, mm-hmm. you're just like, what's the point of you know the happiness of social media when you have to deal with this crap? So this is the downside of technology yeah, right here. Dude. Constant reminders of the life you once had. So. 
I feel sorry for people who, like, especially we have a show host that her son died a, a year ago, and she way gets, to bring down the room, and she shares way all the con- like all the, the memories, <laughs> and I was like, this is bad. Yeah, it's kind of weird. But uh, Poor but yeah, thing. now we can get back to the show. I'm sorry, I'm sorry about that. Audience of one onesies, <laughs> audience of one show at gmail.com to solve my problems. Serious talk now. Um, oh, that wasn't serious. <laughs> you talk. remember last week the guy who uh, carved his his name uh, Ivan oh, plus yeah. Haley on the Coliseum? Yeah. Well, they found him, and uh, <laughs> so funny. His response was, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I, I didn't know how old the building was." <laughs> Please hey, forgive me. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I don't know how well, old. I mean, the... I don't know how specifically how old it is either. But <laughs> that's his excuse. I don't think it's gonna work though. Well, he follow follows under the column of people who go in the quiet room at Wilmington. It's like you know, you're <laughs> probably not supposed to do that. But well, no, it's like I was reading this. You know, I like Reddit, and some guy was on Reddit complaining about Montgomery County because he got how arrested. He? he got arrested with like point two grams of marijuana. or Two ounces or whatever it is, and on top of it, he still has to get his vehicle inspected. Come on, Montgomery County, and Jeez. and he was complaining about it. One guy just got casually goes, "Well, you know, it's illegal, <laughs> right? To be carrying any any type of marijuana. This is true, like it or not, yeah. It's like, uh, so why are you complaining? Like, yeah. move somewhere else, then I guess, dude. But again, with the writing on the wall, writing on the Coliseum, like, what did you think that was a good idea? Right. Like, just to write your name in. But I like, I like he says, I'm sorry. Like, like they're they're the, the Italian police are gonna say. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, you're okay. That, you're free to go. You're you know fine. what? You and Haley just go right on then, <laughs> Ivan. Oh, I mean, you got that cocaine guy in the White House. Like, oh, I didn't know you couldn't do cocaine in the White House. It's right. Like, oh, it's just, we just thought it was frowned upon. Yeah, we thought, I mean, <laughs> I thought Joe was the cool guy. Or what, he's the, what's his nickname? The, oh, there's lots of nicknames what's for Joe him. Joe Biden's like, well, no, he's like. He brings everyone together, or whatever it was. I don't know. Uh, that's what I would have said. Like Joe likes that kind of stuff. Yeah, he's a sniffer. Yeah, yeah, man. What's the big deal? Come on, man. Come on, man. I like how he whispers. I can't. Come on, man. You know, I can't imagine as being a politician with social media, and you just get caught in the most ridiculous scenarios with no context, and <laughs> yes. you're just kind of like. Sounds like audience of one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. 100%. Every time I walk in, or I'm caught in some weird context with. Anyways, so yeah, we, we teased this earlier about this family uh, that found pennies, and apparently they found 800,000 pennies in the basement of a deceased relative. And you might think, hey, this is cool. Money, right? Um, but apparently, they're having a hard time offloading them, because one, that's a massive amount of just solidness that they have to yeah. deal with, and they, they, they don't want to move it. They don't want to take it to, like, Coinstar, because they take 8%. They tried to take it to a bank, and the bank said, no, we, no. Don't, we don't want it. So now they're kind of stuck. And they thought about it and said, well, you know, there are some pennies that are specifically from certain time frames that are extremely rare and a, can be up to here, like a, I got a million. Of it. Let me show the picture of the pennies, because people don't, visually, yeah. you have to see this. Yeah, and that's going to weigh down <laughs> any like, car. That right? is a lot of pennies. And I love how it's just casually in like a garage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was like in a basement, they said. But anyway, some of these pennies uh, that could potentially be in that pile can be up upwards of you know $1,000 all the way up to a $1 million. Yeah. And so apparently the family said, well, since we can't offload it, let's just start searching through these pennies to see if we potentially have one of these rare, well, rare they finds. They can't offload it. They'll just lose 8% of the time. Right, exactly. Yeah, they just don't want to. And so they started looking for this penny. They gave up after an hour and said, nope. <laughs> We're going to list this for sale for $25,000. So if you'd like 
eight hundred thousand pennies. See, that's not a bad idea. You could sell it for twenty five thousand. That's a loss in theory, but potentially it could be worth a lot more. All you gotta do is go and pick it up. Well, you know, it, it, again, it's like times have changed because I ran into that issue. I had a, I don't know, I think I had about one hundred and eighty dollars in change recently, and I remember going to the bank mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh no, you, we only take if it's rolled and all this kind right. of stuff." And I was yep. like, "Okay, so if I roll it." And she's like, well, it has to be a specific role through the bank. Oh, my God. And I was like, so how much are those? And I was like, okay, that's somewhat expensive. But then I was trying to offload them at the bowling alley because they use a lot of change there. <laughs> right. I bet you're not using a lot of pennies, though. Yeah, they use a lot of pennies. Really? Yeah. Oh, it seems like it's a waste. Just but, round uh, everything up to the nearest yeah. dollar. People. And then Coinstar is like the ultimate. Like, that's, I was like, that's where I have to go. I'm going to lose yeah. out. But it's like, that's the only way I get rid of all this change. Because what am I going to do with it? So it's not like I go to the arcade and just blow it all. Hmm. But yeah. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It says $25,000 is still roughly three times the value of the coin's uh, face value. Sorry. So they're actually asking more than what it's worth on the hopes that, hey, somebody may buy this thinking they can find one of these rare coins. But again, then you got to haul it off. Then you got to go through each one of these pennies and look for them. No, thanks. I'm good. Speaking of money. This, this story really cracks me up, man. It's from USA Today, by the way. Uh, did you ever watch the movie Ocean's Eleven? Yeah. Okay. Like them? They're fine. I thought they were kind of fun, kind of entertaining, right? They put together this team of people, each with specific skill sets. They can go in and rob, was it the MGM or something? Caesars, Caesars is in, in, in the most recent one. And I, they were entertaining. I know they were older movies that they remade, like in the late 90s, early 2000s, I think. I right? feel like if somebody really did that, the casino would kill them. Well, yeah. If you get caught, I mean, my God, yeah. I mean, the, well, they knew who Vegas they did. is. Vegas is run by the mob. They're not necessarily yeah. known for their tolerance. Yeah, yeah. Well, this this is a funny story because apparently uh, Eric Gutierrez, only twenty three years of age, has been charged with theft of more than a hundred thousand dollars after police said he posed as the owner of the Circa Hotel and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. I like it. And he convinced a casino employee to give him multiple payments totaling $1.17 million, according to the arrest report. Yeah. So how did he convince them? He said he was the owner of the casino. <laughs> so apparently this Ocean's Eleven really were going overboard. They, you don't need a team. Apparently you just need to call them up and say, hey, uh, I'm Mr. Gutierrez, and I own this place, and I need to pay the fire department, so you need to give me three hundred grand. Now, apparently, he did this in like three separate transactions of three hundred thousand dollars, totaling uh, one point one seven million dollars. <laughs> so when the guy came to collect, I guess it was the same guy on the phone that also came to collect. The casino employee said that it was his representation; it was his lawyer. <laughs> she just was handing him over cash. <laughs> Oh man, so it's pretty funny though because when they um, when they got to his house, they said they found um, personal items of his, including a bag of cash that said Circa on it, <laughs> with eight hundred thousand dollars in there. So that's still not one point one seven million. So there's still some cash missing, but yeah, I mean it's cash. <laughs> yeah, man, cash. cash, not pennies. Yeah, it says uh, right here, a large bag of U.S. currency bundled together with the name Circa, handwritten on there, and, a, and the bundle was totaling $849,000 along with personal items belonging to Gutierrez in his house. What an idiot. Although, it worked for a day. He did get away with a couple hundred thousand dollars, it looks like, because that's a little bit short. <laughs> I wouldn't have the nerve to go, around, uh, to go through with it, would you? No, why would I want to do that? Money. No. Never. <laughs> 
have you, I don't know if you've experienced this sort of more recent phenomenon. This, this annoys the, the heck out of me. You, a lot of times, and I think I've told you this before, a lot of times you will go into a restaurant based on what you think the occupancy level is because you know you can get in and out fairly easy. You look and you're like, oh, look at that. It's not very busy. I'm on a time crunch for lunch. I can get in and out. And you walk in there and they say, sure, sir, how many? And you say two or three or four or whatever. And they go, okay, that'll be about a 25-minute wait. And you're looking around and you're going, wait a minute. There's empty tables. What's, what's the deal? And I'm seeing a lot of this, dinner, lunchtime. And all it is is they've got a shortage of, of staff. Right? They don't have enough staff to adequately support a restaurant that's full. And so they, they make you wait. Have you run into this? recently no. no you haven't no. this happens all the time t- wow i was just i won't name the restaurant but just a restaurant here uh locally mexican food restaurant there's i don't know i'm staring at five six empty tables 45 minute wait okay <laughs> okay well anyways <laughs> let's order it to go well i think from npr they may have a solution robots so there is a restaurant. Yeah, man. There's a restaurant apparently uh, in, is it Colorado, I think, that has said, we have a solution to this. We're just going to have robots come out and deliver the food. How weird is that? And there is your cheeseburger. Odd, man. Would you would you go to a restaurant that had robots serving you? Kind of weird, right? I mean, if it worked. <sighs> well, some of these robots cost like, 25 grand, which seems like a lot, but when you add up all the salaries of an employee throughout the year, this, that, and the other. I mean, it's it's also something restaurants have to have a theme, like we talked about earlier in the first segment. Even if it's just a standard restaurant, it's like, do you really want to talk to people or you just. Because I've gotten to the point now because sitting down at a restaurant's fun, but then it's like, why don't we just get this to go and chill out in the back patio or something and eat? Mm -hmm. You You know, that kind of talk. Okay. I think I would do it for the novelty, at least for the first time. I'd go in there and be like, I want to see what these robots are like. Well, the I, restaurant is... Co- I, I would just sit there and order waters. <laughs> like, you need, need, need to pay. You have overstayed. You're welcome. Like, I drink my water pretty fast. <laughs> Speed it up. So this restaurant is called Everest Nepal in Glenwood Springs, Colorado. And they have, like, like I said, these two newest employees. They like them because the owner says they're always on time, they never get tired, and they don't argue. And some of that is probably true, and I think in certain situations, these robot waiters will, will work out just fine, especially if they're just bringing the food out, if you're at like sort of a low-end you know, burger joint or whatever. But like if you're at a nice restaurant, part of the experience is talking to the waiter, asking them, you know, what, what do you suggest, what are the specials, blah, 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 you yeah. know, what, what's good here, what's bad here, this and that, and robots just aren't going to be able well, to give you that kind of- we're slowly being conditioned to it. We are. We are, absolutely. And I think it's going to be our kids are going to be okay with it. It's going to be the norm. Right. If they're not going to know anything different, then. And it's also going to be one of those things like in the rural areas of the country where we're going to have people. And then they go to the IHOPs, they have the robots. Okay. Well, this is this sort of middle ground right now. And this is what's really, really funny to me. It says while the robots are focused on work, they still possess a touch of personality. So we're still trying to appeal to both. You know, people who don't aren't comfortable with robots and people who want real real robots or real people serving them food. It says customers are permitted to touch their ears. I didn't know the robots had ears. Briefly and feel more connected to them. However, the robots promptly remind the patrons to let them do their duties, stating, 
don't touch me, let me work. It would be surreal, but I, I don't know if I'd like that. When the robots get blocked of their duties, you can you can hear them saying, let me go, let me work, I need to work. So weird, man. <laughs> no, I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I changed my mind. Give me people. <laughs> you're just like staring at me. I think you're a robot today, by the way. No, no, no. I'm just thinking about... The funny, the funny interactions when like something does go wrong with the robot, and you're trying mm-hmm. to explain to customers like, "I mean, it's a robot." <laughs> yeah, you are absolved of all like, the wrongdoings. Because well, you know, I've worked in fast food, but not necessarily a restaurant, and it is amazing, amazing people's ability to go from zero to a hundred to criticize. Oh yeah, easy nowadays. No and it, and especially working in a restaurant, it's like people forget that this is a service. So it's like, oh, I order my food. And these people are getting paid $2.15 an or hour what, whatever most of the time. It I mean, it's cares. ridiculous. Well, who cares what they're getting paid? Well, it's part of it. They're these getting people paid. aren't paid a lot. Treat, well, well, treat them nicely I, for I crying mean, out loud. I'm talking, about the, I'm talking about the patrons going like, this is, this is not, I love it. Like when they nitpick stuff, like, oh, my steak is overcooked. You ate half of it. Well, I mean, I didn't realize it until, you know. It took me half of it to figure out that I didn't like it. And I'm thinking like, do people really spend their time to going into restaurants to complain? Like, that's how they want to spend their evening. It's like, because to me, if I really wanted to complain, I would just leave. I'd yeah, be like, hey, yeah. this didn't work out. Here's my money. I'm never coming back. No, we'd rather go to Soch and, and complain about it. And you're right. And they go to zero to 100 in no yeah. time flat. And it's like, do you really expect? Because to me, as the waiter or owner, I'd be like, they're not coming back. So don't give them anything. Because like, mm-hmm. once you feed into that kind of behavior, they're going to be like, oh, we can just go up there and get free ice cream and all this stuff. All mm-hmm. you got to do is complain. This man complained, give him free ice cream. Yeah. Like, oh, I, found a, I found a glitch in the Matrix. Yeah. Free ice cream. No, I mean, people, All right, we're, we're going to go to the restaurant tonight and complain and get free dessert. Yay, everybody get in the car. People do that, man. Dad, you're so great. Yeah. People do it. <laughs> well, remember we had the story, I guess it was, uh, I don't know, last week. I'm losing track of our shows. Of the chat bots that were being utilized for um, health services like um, weight loss or eating disorders. That's what it was. And people were complaining, like, this experience is absolutely terrible. I'm coming to this yeah. this um, resource for help, and this chatbot is not helpful. And we started thinking about what are the things that chatbots would be good for and what they wouldn't. And I think we had this scenario of, you know, police situation where you call 911, and the chatbot answers, explain to me what your problem is. Man's murdering. Press one for murder. Press two for rape. Press well, three I mean, I, for kidnapping. I mean, yeah, getting, it's ridiculous. Getting directions or getting... Like, you know, insight to certain things, Mm -hmm. I can see it working. Right. Well, this next story I I came across was uh, robots being used for elderly care. Oh, they don't care. Now, that is opening up a whole can of worms. Would you put your parents in a nursing home that is being controlled by, not controlled, but they're they're being attended to by robots? I mean, just... Does my mom have Alzheimer's? Well, yeah. And think about how old people are going to be accepting of this robot rolling into their room to give them, I, mean, I don't know, whatever their medicine is for the day. Can you get this thing out of my room? I don't know. Well, apparently this is happening. A program at the University of Minnesota Duluth is using automation technology to find out how well this would actually work. Oh, it's disturbing, man. Well, I mean, certain jobs... It's all happening, I'm telling you. Certain things I could see... Being a like, for example, I can see at hotels for room service robots working well. 
Yeah, delivering towels and soap and yeah, stuff like, like that. Yeah, like doing that kind of stuff. Sure. I could see it because yeah. now you don't have to, that other person But it seems like we're skipping some steps here. We went from bringing out your burger at Burger Barn to assisting your your parents in the elderly see, home. I, There's some steps in between I here, see people. see it working. Like for medication delivery. But then again, it's like, that can get abused really easily. It's not like the robot's going to fight off the person. Like, that's not your drug. That's not your drug. Yeah. This is, they gave an example of some of the um, assistants. It says, the robot comes in and says, Hi, I am Pepper. I hope you are having a wonderful day. Would you like to relive some of your memories from the past? How creepy! That's one of the huh? options. And then apparently... I mean, my phone is literally doing that right now. <laughs> right, there you go. Would you I'm like, like no, to relive some memories from the past? I don't want to relive any of this. And this one says right here, um, the one of the topics to, to choose from is wedding. <laughs> yeah, I love it. That's great. Remember the day that you got married? It has been 52 years. Yeah. And he's dead. <laughs> it's terrible. Wonderful. No way, man. I would not do this to my parents. So, Mom, Dad, if you're listening, and I know that you are because my mom is a big fan. She thinks you're wonderful. She hasn't met you. Um, she, I'm not going to put you in a home like this. This well, you is can re- email absolutely me. ridiculous. You can email me at audienceofoneshow at gmail.com. <laughs> Please do not, Mom, unless you have Currently stories, single. stories about the show. Would you quit hitting on my mom via the radio? <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> No, I wouldn't do this. It's so creepy, though. Well, but this, I, is, this is that technology well, you run gotta, amok, man. you got to work it out. I mean, like, like the example I gave with the hotel, I can totally see that working very well. The elderly folks, I can see if there's a need, depending on, because every home, uh, elderly home, is different. Mm-hmm. And so, like, for example, my grandmother- They lived, all have one thing in common. Old people. Well, and old people don't like robots, man. No, no. I mean, like, for example, like, the the place where my grandmother lives, there's, all the floors are designated, like, you know, mental care- just old people or, you know, they mm-hmm. can't walk or mm-hmm. things like that. And I can see, like, the people who can't walk, if they want to get something, they need something, and it's just a trivial thing, a robot delivers it. And then and maybe have some interaction saying, are you okay, from a scale from 1 to 10. And yeah. if you say 10, they, the robot sends it to the nurse and be like, yo. Yeah, again, it's conditioning us little by little. I can see that Little working. by little. We're gonna, but we're I don't gonna think it'll hold drugs over. or anything. It's not going to administrate that because that's when people get, you have no idea what's going to happen with that. But what about the old crazy dementia man that tries well, to have well, romance? That's what, with well, the that's do- what I'm trying to say. With like, the robot, I mean, like think about the waiter, the robot waiters who deliver peanut allergy people like mm-hmm. the wrong meal, and yeah. it's just like, uh oh, this person feel like Chevy Chase in uh, Vacation when he punches the moose in the face, man, kaboom, get <laughs> the same thing. Oh yeah, it's just, it's just funny to me. It's like it. <laughs> It's going to work, and it's not going to work in certain areas. That's for sure. Yeah. No, you're exactly right. All right. I have two stories to finish up this, uh, the show, but I don't think we have time for them. Uh, this is some AI stuff. So I'm going to save the AI stories for next week, and we're going to finish up with a, um, a feel-good story. Okay. Okay? Yeah. This, we need a little bit more field, field, uh, good, field good. feel-good stories. Your husband's dead. <laughs> right. Would you like to relive your wedding? Yeah, I love it. God. All right, so happy story starts off from, this is from MSN, a quadruple amputee, yes, it's going to be a happy story, is going viral with an impressive showing at the American Cornhole League. Dayton Weber, who has no hands and no legs, has been dominating the competition. We have a video in there. I don't know if you can pull it up quickly enough to, to, to show it, but it is super cool. So this is a person that has no arms, no legs, competing competitively in um, cornhole 
Uh, nope. Scroll down. You're playing the wrong video. Oh, this isn't him. Well, that's him, but I don't know if that's going to have a video of him actually playing. This is him like going oh. through his life. Um, like oh, that's his do. life story. Do. Well, just scroll down. You can see one more. There it is. All right, cool. So here's a video of him actually competing in cornhole. And it, oh, wow. It, yeah. So and there you can see him. He he puts his two arms together. He has arms, but he has no hands, and he is flipping that that uh, bag. What I don't know how many feet is that? Is that thirty feet or something? I don't. Cornhole, I don't really know, man. The point here is he's destroying it. And for the sake of brevity here, he is putting every single bag right into the hole. That's cool. It's awesome. So I highly suggest everyone going and checking out this viral clip of uh, Dayton Weber and his inspiring story of how good of a cornhole player he is. And we'll talk more about <laughs> chat GPT and AI next week. I've got some really funny stories about that. But. Well, how can how can a robot help you in your daily life? Um, you know what? I I want them to put together this this show so that a robot will have to deal with you rather than me. Deal with me. <laughs> no, I think uh I could see it helping no. you by cooking dinner. Yeah, cook dinner would be good, but I actually want them to make a new chair for me for the studio. That's that's how a robot could help me you out. You don't like that chair? Well, I I think I got the funky one today and we hadn't yeah. had chair talk in a while, but Anyways, that's all we got for this week, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure to like, subscribe, and share. That's what gets us all of the views when you share and like. And the, the robots will put us up in the algorithm so more people can enjoy our show. Thanks a lot, guys. We'll yeah, see you next thank week. Thank you. Thank you, onesies. Zip back up. Zip back up.